Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, what this world needs is a little wonder. Goes and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feathered canyons everywhere. I've looked at clouds that way. Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action and now. Goes and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feathered canyons everywhere. I've looked at clouds that way. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, what this world needs is a little wonder. This world needs is a little wonder today on the Christian Car Guys show. And you might could guess based on that intro that we're going to wonder a little bit about clouds. We're going to wonder about, I want to hold your hand, <clears throat> but very fun. We are live today from the Men's Summit. This is the third annual, I believe, or is it the fifth annual? Four, five, six. Uh, I, this I've, is the, I've been more than one. I know that. This is the... <laughs> third one I've been to. I'm, now that I'm sitting, I'm, it's the fifth annual. And very fun. We have for you, right off the bat, something to wonder about. We have Nikita Koloff. Shatoita. <laughs> How many Welcome years, to my wrestling world. How many years have I seen you on TV? I, 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 don't, I don't know, but don't hold that against me, though. Oh, no, I have no problem with being on TV. <laughs> and so here we are. It's, it's kind of interesting timing. It's Christian Car Guy Show, which a lot of people wonder, and I've actually had people call in and say, Robbie, why would a Christian man want to drive fast? Why would a Christian man be interested in cars? Why would a Christian man be interested in wrestling? <laughs> and then, if you're paying attention this week, Psychology Today came out with this five-year study on our whole, the struggle in our, in our um, current way of living is masculinity. Yeah, society as a whole, yeah. That's what they're saying. Yes. That our problem, it isn't sin, it's, it's the problem of masculinity. So I find it absolutely amazing and cool that God would today, right, have this men's summit here in beautiful downtown Kernersville, North Carolina. I know some of you may be in Washington today, or you may be in New York or different places, and you can't drive over here, but if those are in North Carolina, this, is, this goes on. And Nikita, you felt a different calling this year that you went through in 2018 to where you're reaching out to men in a whole new way. I, I am, and uh, just you, you, te you couldn't have teed it up any more perfect because the Lord called me in 2018. Um, to, to, it was a year of preparation, he said. And, and I didn't fully, you know, I, I, he gave me specific instructions on how, on what to do as part of, of that preparation. And uh, not fully knowing, you know, what that looked like until the latter part of the year when, um, when, uh, and I've been a part of men's ministry for many, many years now, facilitating, coordinating men's events and 
But uh, Lex Luger, who was with us here last year, a uh, good friend of mine, the total package, Lex oh, Luger, awesome. loves the Lord. And God had birthed a vision in us uh, back in 2015 for men's ministry. Well, fast forward, condense the story down to 2018. He, we, we, re, we revisited that vision and, and decided that in the spring of 2019, what God was birthing was a a new men's ministry called and just simply called man camp man camp man camp pulling men out of their man cave and into the man camp uh centered around first thessalonians five twenty three to be whole in spirit soul and body and so the objective is hopefully sending men home that are whole men living holy lives wholly available unto the lord healthy in every aspect of their lives manhood masculinity right and so we're, we're launching that in uh, the spring of 2019, end of April. So we're excited. Which just plays amazingly into my f- topic today because the operating word there was camp. <laughs> Come on, seriously. Come on. God is so good. Man, All the camp. time. All the time. It, it, is that I was studying the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, and there's a, there's a line there, and it's the 11th verse, where it says that the king reclines at his table. And when I saw that, it immediately reminded me, of, if you ever go to a, a Seder dinner, a Passover mm-hmm. Seder dinner, with the, the, a child will ask four questions. And one of the questions they ask is, why do we recline this night unlike any other night? And I've always been taught, and I think it's also true, that it's because they're no longer slaves. Mm. that they are not serving anymore, but they're there to be served in God. But what I found out this week was it has to do with being surrounded. Mm. There's a word in there that means surrounded. And the Jews believed that they were surrounded by the clouds of glory, which you've heard about as the pillar of cloud that was there when they came in out of the desert. They were camping, right? They're out in the desert camping. And what they teach is that there were actually seven clouds. And this blows my mind because there was a cloud above them that protected them from the sun in the desert, one on all four, northwest, east, south, right, on four directions, one below them. Hmm. They were walking on clouds. That's the reason why their shoes didn't wear out is what the Jews teach, is they were walking on clouds. They were surrounded by this cloud. And then the seventh cloud, which is, by the way, on the standard of the tribe of Judah and two other tribes, as they went out, there's this seventh cloud, which was pointing them in the direction that they were to go when they were going out of the camp. Now, if you get this sense of being surrounded by a cloud, think of your life when God comes after you and when, you at, when you're coming out of slavery, right? Mm-hmm. And he sends you to man camp. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. And so here we are live at the Men's Summit in Kernersville, and you guys are teaching man camp. And this is a critical thing. What, what, what do you glean is coming on for these guys out here today? I mean, it's, we've got, we got an incredible line of speakers, uh, you know, that are, are with us today. Uh, Dave Reaver, for those who've never heard of Dave Reaver, what, a, what an epic story he has. You oh know, a phosphorus grenade blew up in his hand in Vietnam. and Took and, his whole face yeah, off. Unrecognizable. He was unrecognizable. I don't even know how many surgeries he's had, but... Uh, but he's an awesome man of God, and he's got amazing stories. He works with a lot of wounded warriors in his training centers, and 
uh, he's just one 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 example, uh, you know, of, of speakers that we hear that that. And I was just in on the early part of of uh, our first speaker, uh, Pastor I, Michael Thomas. Pastor yeah. Michael Thomas, and, and I was taking copious notes before you you wooed me out here to the microphone, <laughs> and uh, I was already taking copious notes. He's and he's talking about the family man. Right? And the qualities of a family man. He used Joshua as an example for me and my house will serve the Lord. And uh, anyway, so I was already taking notes from what he was saying. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited for all the men that are here uh, at the Men's Summit today. There you go. And again, going back to family, it's riding along with, when you think about it, this cloud. Keep, keep your mind on the cloud. And the Jews teach that that's actually a S-U-K-K-O-T-H, Sukkoth. That's when they, when they celebrate every year the Feast of Booze, which comes right after the Day of Atonement. Think about it. God forgave them for the golden calf thing on the Day of Atonement. Then they immediately went to the Feast of Booze, where they're surrounded by this cloud, right? And that's their Feast of Ingathering. Mm. Well, have you ever been to a Thanksgiving dinner where you're all sitting around and you're sitting around? And you feel this love, and you're surrounded by this cloud of all these different people. It's almost a picture of heaven. Mm. When you do your camps here, and, and I bet you anything, you had a prayer session this morning, right? We prayed together, absolutely, and prayed before coming, but yes. Mm-hmm. And while you're in that circle, that prayer mm. circle, before mm. you go to battle for men's hearts in here, like I know you were doing mm-hmm. today, did you have a sense of heaven there that's just like, oh my goodness, I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah, the presence of God is, uh, is, is always in the midst of prayer is powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and so here we are in this cloud, Bob. It's exciting. We're wondering about clouds today, walking on sunshine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's plenty but of also, them outside. But also we got the cherubim up there, and they got these wings. We're going to be talking about that. We got more coming from the men's summit. But while we're on the subject, have you ever had an experience where you knew that you were in that cloud? And I'm going to call it a God hug. And many of you have heard my story where I was crushed behind the Jeep. And, you know, they couldn't get a helicopter in to get me because my leg was about severed and all this stuff was going on. I had to sit there for an hour. And I've told you before that I felt like I had a man hug, a God hug, that I didn't get morphine until you know, for over an hour and did not go into shock somehow. Well, we're going to find out more about that when I come back. Nikita, as always, you're just amazing. I'm so grateful for you being here. Don't forget Nikita's book, A Tale of the Ring and Redemption. And you got another book, Wrestling with Success with Nikita Koloff. Yep. Excited, excited to be here, excited to be part of this. And hey, mancamp.info, that's our website. Mancamp.info for Lex Luger and I. We'll be right back. Thanks. Goes and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feathered canyons everywhere. I've looked at clouds that way. wondered about why it is that this tower of cloud happened in the wilderness for them and what exactly went on with that if you wondered what it would actually have been like to have been surrounded by this cloud or to see this shekinah inside that cloud and all those kind of things that we hear about in the bible 
Well, I, I, I promised a story, but when we came out of the break, my own moment where I felt like I had God surrounding me, not just above me, not just on each side of me, but underneath me and out there leading me on where to go. And it was when I got crushed between two cars and my leg was almost severed and there I was on the ground. People were freaking out. They couldn't get any medical help to me for some length of time. Now, interestingly, during the break, the man sitting in front of me would make my story look like kindergarten because <laughs> Dave Reaver is with us. And as Nikita pointed out, Dave had a grenade blow off, a phosphorus grenade, within what, 10 feet of your face somewhere? Six inches from my face. Six inches from it his face. It was in my hand, and I was trying to throw it. It was right here. And so, now, if you will for me, Dave, think about this. While that happened, and you know, you know the result, and this was like almost 30 years ago now, right? Uh, 40. Yeah, okay, yeah. 40 years ago. 50 almost. So... Think about me laying there on, with my leg in situation. Think of Dave laying there, and now hear what David had to say. Cords of death entangled me. Torrents of Belial overwhelmed me. Cords of, this is the 18th Psalm, by the way. In my distress, I called out to Adonai, and I cried to God for my help. His temple, from his temple, he heard my voice. My cry before him came into his ears. Then the earth rocked and quaked. <laughs> the foundations of the mountains trembled. They reeled because he was angry. You don't think God was angry when all this happened to him or when it happened to me or when it happened to you? I can assure you did. He parted the heavens, came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode upon the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wind. He made darkness his cover, his succoth, his tabernacle. All around him was dark water, thick cloud. Out of the brilliance before him passed his thick clouds, hail and fiery coals. Adonai also thundered in his heavens, and Elion gave forth his voice, hail and fiery coals. He shot arrows and scattered them, hurling lightning bolts and routed them. That all happened so that you would still be with us, Dave. Yes, sir. That's a good word. You, you lived that, and I hadn't really ever thought about how angry God was at those injuries that I had or that you had that he came down to rescue you out. Yeah. It's, it seems almost unbelievable that you could be rescued from such a thing. And what's really amazing is he was that close and he didn't get burned. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the middle of it all. Uh, I've had that smoke surround me like you're talking about. White phosphorus burns at 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's twice the heat necessary to melt the engine out of your car. And it covered half my body. And I lost 60 pounds of flesh, they estimated, in less than 10 seconds. Burned off, blown off, the explosion. A sniper shot me, is what happened. I was trying to throw a white phosphorus grenade, and the bullet went through my hand right there and blew the grenade right here. And it, that was the end of it. My military career was over, I thought. Now, today, I'm a contractor with the Department of Defense, and I serve all four branches. <laughs> but I was with Navy Special Forces. I was a boat guy, they call it. I was assigned to SEAL Team 1 and trained by SEAL Team 1. But I was not a SEAL. I was a brown water, black beret, and we had the highest killed in action, KIA, per capita. But you can't prove it because if they don't retrieve your body, you're not KIA. Even though they know you're dead, you're MIA. And when you're MIA missing in action, it 
only until they retrieve the body are you put in the category of K until many years pass and then they know you could not have survived that long they, then they know certainly you're dead but if they can just get a fingernail of your body and your DNA then you're killed in action if they can just get something but when the boats would explode by the rocket propelled grenade called a B-40 it was designed to blow up tanks our little fiberglass boats were nothing it just evaporate them and that day I took the hit and it blew off almost all my face except as you can see I can cover my nose is blown off. My nose. You got a new nose, I told, I'm told. It's, it's a year and a half old, and it's a boy, and I'm so proud of it. But they built it on top of my head. They actually built it on top of my head and shaped it and formed it. Then they swung it down. It's called rhinoplasty, and they sewed it in. And today I have two nostrils. I have two eyelids again, and I have two lips again. And I can move my head because it was all this surgery, this contraction of skin. I'm getting better looking every day. <laughs> That's true. I tell myself that. <laughs> and so, as you share with this men here, we are live today, by the way, at the Men's Summit here, the, the fifth annual in Kernersville, North Carolina. And anybody that can hear us, we'd love for you to come. I know if you're in Washington, D.C. today, or you might be in, in the state of Washington, it might be a bit tough. But those who are in the area, we'd love for you to come. But what are you sharing with, I mean, there's a picture of hope that you bring, Dave, that just is unbelievable. But what, what specifically message did God give you for these guys? Resiliency how to bounce back, how to come back from the brink, and even when you've been over the brink. I mean, <laughs> they wrote me off. I was literally KIA for 34 years in uh, St. Louis at the records, VA records. That's what I've been told. I had never received any of the medals. I never, I was listed as dead. They only found out I wasn't dead when they put me on a helicopter take me in off the riverbank so there's two tracks one is the medical track the other is your personal history track and I was going I was going to the hospital in a helicopter they found out I wasn't dead my chain of command got the word all the way to the Pentagon that I was killed in action so my record showed I was KA but my, my medical record showed I wasn't dead yet 34 years and I tell people, when you've been to the brink and over, it's not over till God says it's over. And so that's why I work with DOD as a resiliency coach in the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program. Those listening know what I'm talking about if they've been military. And uh, that's what I do. That's my message is welcome back to the world. You may be suffering now, but you can live through it. You'll make it. Wow, what an honor. And, and thank you for your service. Not just, you know, at the time, but obviously ever since for all the men that, that you're working with. Dave Reaver, again, how can people find out about you? Is it DaveReaver.com? Uh, uh, DaveReaver.org, or okay. it's easier, HelpAVet.com. Help there you a go. Vet. we got so much more coming from the Men's Summit. Stay tuned. Say that something. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. 
So you may be wondering, Robbie, what does I Want to Hold Your Hand have to do with the Christian Car Guy show? What does it have to do with clouds? Well, you might recall at the beginning of the show I said what the world needs is a little wonder. And we were wondering about the clouds. And I'm sure if you just heard Dave Reaver's story about the grenade blowing up his face, you're definitely wondering how he lived through that, how the clouds of glory surrounded him in order to save him. It was truly amazing meeting him and what he'd been through. just really spoke to me. I mean, just unbelievable. But you see, inside of that cloud is this phenomenal intimacy that only comes in the Holy of Holies, right? And we, because the temple curtain was torn in two, right, have access to actually meet with God in that place that some people refer to as the mercy seat between the cherubim and right the the top of the of the ark so what is that exact what is the deal with these cherubim what is the deal with their wings we're going to wonder about that but before we wonder about that uh we have another treat for you because we're live from the men's summit we have tim orley he is one of the feature speakers here at the men's summit this year and uh you played for the University of Georgia. You played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You played for the Chicago Bears. I'm, you know, I'm sure everybody listening has the same question. Where was the most fun? Probably uh, college. <laughs> that um, the, just the purity of the game. Um, you know, God never changes. And the, the Bible says it's not the new under the sun. I think culture and people change. But just the purity of the game because that's where you're developing you, 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 you form and you develop relationships that's going to last a lifetime. And it wasn't about the money. And I was just one of those athletes. You didn't have to pay me to hit people in the chest. <laughs> you know? and, and, and I was, I was all for that. And um, um, until I was able to take and make that transition into employee from a, being in a program in a bubble most of my life as an athlete, um, that's the way I was thinking. So, in other words, you didn't have to pay me to play that game. And, the, and, I, and I think, as you see today, uh, it's not so much about the team anymore. It's more about me. It's about the me thing. And that's why you're seeing a lot of issues that you have today in sports, not just professional sports, but even amateur sports. Yeah, and so as God prepared you for this meeting, and it, it is an intimate thing to me, and I know men may not want to hear that word all that much, but it's just significant that God wants to literally have an intimate relationship with you. What did he give you to help prepare these men for 2019? Well, um, first of all, I'm, I'm just honored and, uh, to be asked to come and speak. I uh, met Brother Roy Jones, uh, oh, I think about yeah. seven, eight months ago, and uh, we just connected and we talked about some things, and they scheduled me to be here. So, But basically, my message is today is, um, men, get back in your seat. Get back in your original design. It all starts in the, go- in the garden. And, you know, Jesus came to do what Adam messed up. You see, God didn't call Eve when they messed up. He called Adam, okay? Might have not been Adam's fault, but it was Adam's responsibility. And my message for them in today is to get back in your original seat, take dominion, rule, have authority, take lead in this world. And that's my message for today. And so 
there's no doubt that when you played for the University of Georgia, you were learning a lot about authority, I would think. Yes, sir. I, um, I, I learned a lot just through sports. And as I'm going to talk about today, sports was the great diversifier for me growing up in Lumberton, North Carolina. Oh, really? And, yes, sir. I did not know that. Yes, sir. North Carolina native. <laughs> but sports was that thing for me. And um, it just took me to another level. It's, it's, it's almost like when God told Abraham to get out of your country and away from your father's house so I can show you something greater. Sports helped me to see something greater, to be able to relate and deal with different cultures. And I still look at sports that way today. But God put me under some, some good teachers, some good tutelage. I played for Vince Dooley. I played for Chuck Noll. I played for uh, uh, Bill Cower. You know, I played for Dave Weinstead in Chicago, the Hollis family, uh, the McCaskies, and my high school coach, who's coaching at Oklahoma now, Ruffin McNeil. He was my high school coach. Oh, so really? <laughs> I was under some good tutelage, man, and some, 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 saw some things and just learned discipline. A lot of you know? Hall of Fame tutelage there, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And so the... What would be some wisdom that those guys passed on to you that, that um, you think would be helpful for their listeners? Well, um, I do believe that in all the coaches that I, that I had a chance to play for, there was a respect and an honor, and they taught me about the process. They taught me about the process of things because coming out of high school, People don't understand. A lot of athletes don't understand this. When you come out of high school, yeah, you were the man. But once you go to college, you're being demoted again. You're coming from graduating. Now you're getting back down to being a freshman. And so you have to start over from scratch, right? But, you know, as we see it today, this, and I like to say it this way in, 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 the, in today's athletic world, there's no mystery to anything anymore. Why? Because everything is right there. You could see everything, social media, where we're infused and constantly 24-7, sports this, sports that, news this, everything. But there's no mystery to the next level. And a lot of the young athletes today, they look at everything as being common. You know what I mean? When I was growing up, the next level, I respected and I, and I honored it. From junior high to high school, I respected it. Okay? I looked at those guys as kings. From high school to college, whoa, I respected it, okay? Then you go from college to the professional ranks. When I ran into guys like Mean Joe Green and Reggie White and Ronnie Lott and Mike Singletary, there's a respect there, you know? And it kept that mystery. It was just an honor. And so these coaches that I had the, the, the honor to play for, they taught me about what honor and respect means. They taught me about the process of things, growing, being teachable, you know? Didn't know everything when I was Yeah, I think that, you know, to, to put that in car terms for our listeners on the Christian Car Guy Show, I love that word process. And, and you know, in our world, we, a lot of people think we can get the shortcut, you know, not do the necessary stuff that it takes in order to get where you need to go. And it, that works for a car, right? You don't change the oil. You know, you... God will allow you to see the results of that choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you guys had to get up, I'm, cra I'm thinking crazy times in the morning, do certain work in order to get to the point of being competitive. Oh, yes, sir. It, it was a built-in discipline that I had to develop. But also, you have to have compassion. I love sports. You know, uh, like I said, you didn't have to pay me to play football. I was a four-letterman, sport letterman in high school. But just the aggressiveness in the violent part of football 
drawed me to that. And, and, and you probably hear this what I'm speaking today. You're going to see just tell my story. But it drawed me to that because it was a frustration release for me. And at the same time, baseball, basketball, track and field, I could have played professional baseball. But baseball became boring to me when I wasn't pitching, okay, or when I wasn't catching. When I was in the outfield, I was up looking at the birds in the sky. You know what I mean? You weren't hitting anybody in the chest. No, sir. I didn't have a chance to hit anybody in the chest. You know, I've always said this, guys. you got to be a little touched to play football and play it at that level. But it taught me so much. And it even teaches – it even it – even, it's, it's even transferred over to where I'm at today in the discipline in the discipline of studying God's word, in the discipline of, of attacking things that don't supposed to be. Not attacking it from a physical, violent way, but attacking it in the spirit with the word of God. With the, his authority, which, exactly. which you talked about. Yes, sir. Which is an absolutely critical aspect and, and really hard for men. Yes. I, I, you know, that's one of the places I really struggle at times is to take authority. My wife points it out to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just let that person do that, you know, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. But fortunately, he puts people like that in our lives to show us, yes, you know, we need we have some work to do. Yeah. Well, I believe the original sin was passivity. I believe uh, Adam uh, sat aside passively and watched a snake talk to his wife where he's supposed to have been covering her. Right. But in passivity almost destroyed me. And it does. Passivity destroys. What does it do when you have a passive mindset? Eventually, things are going to build up, build up, build up, and then you're going to blow up and you're going to do something that, you th- that you're going to regret because you didn't confront your issues. I dealt with it. I literally went through seven years of rage because I didn't deal with my issues at the beginning. But God. But God. Yes. And, and, and that's so much what, you know, what we see in a car, right? You hear that noise, you think, well, I ought to try to get that, you know, adjusted or fixed or those kind of things. So, Tim, God bless you. Thank you so much for coming out here and for joining us today on the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm excited to see what God's going to do as he furthers your kingdom pursuit. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. All right. A lot more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Stay tuned. Israelites as they were out camping in the desert and, and we're here live from the men's summit today in Kernersville, North Carolina. It is uh, it's been such an honor to have the guests that we have had on and really fun. So I uh, wanted to get a little bit deeper as we're talking about walking on sunshine. We were talking about this whole idea of God surrounding us, tabernacling with us and when we get to this idea of the tabernacle this morning, God really put on my heart to check out the cherubim. And you may know that there are these two angels that are sitting on top of the Ark of the Covenant, and their wings are spread out, and they touch one another. 
Well, the reason why I was fascinated by that this week was that as I studied this Feast of Booze, which they call Succoth, they, those tents have to be over 10 cubits high. They, they have a, a word for it. It's called ten tecafim. Now, the reason they have to be that bomb is that the, the distance between those wings on the cherubim that were on the temple, on the, on the Ark of the Covenant, was that 10 cubits. And so the reason that their tents have to be that high is so that the cherubim have enough clearance for their wings to flap. I mean, how cool is that? Amazing. I, it, it, it is very specific for a reason. A lot of details. Right. And so from that, you can get this idea. Wow, that's 32 inches, by the way. So we're not talking about a huge cherubim here with 32-inch wings, right? I mean, if that's all we got to have is 32 inches. But then the other thing is in Ezekiel, they give you this idea of it has four faces. But, you know, on the ark, all you see is this one face. But in Ezekiel 10, it says that he has four faces. The first one is the face of a cherub, and the first, second one is the face of a man. Well, if you do a lot of study, and I've got it all linked there at christiancarguy.com, you will find that the face of a cherub is the face of a child. Now think about the childlike heart. And, and you begin to see this 32, now what we've seen pictured so many times as an angel is actually probably a cherub or cherubim, right? And it's got this childlike face and this childlike thing that you're, you know, and I'm not talking about the angels that wiped out a third of whatever. I'm talking about these cherubim that are above the Ark of the Covenant. Now, their wings are spread out, why? To cover the mercy seat. But interestingly, if, if you look in the book of Ruth and in Ezekiel, in the book of Ruth, when Boaz took his garment and wrapped it over Ruth to say this is this is the one this is um, this is my babe that word is the exact same word as the spread wings on his in, in Exodus what is described on top of the mercy seat and it's and it's used again in Ezekiel 16:8 when God takes his garment and he wraps it over Israel it's the same word as the cherubim spreading their wings and so the reason why these cherubim are spreading their wings over the top of the ark is right is to cover your heart so to speak and to say this this is my beloved this is my guy and so you know i think in my mind that here we are it's sort of this camp it's a men's summit right the cloud the shekinah is in here you can sense it with all the people that are surrounding god's in here intimately with us he's got us covered right and we got Bo here Bo smith with the men's summit and so you know, kind of for you, can you sense that intimacy? It is here, and it's been this way for all five years. You know, for an organization that crosses the lines of uh, race, of ethnicity, of denomination, we all come together with one protection of our Heavenly Father to surround us, to offer His mercy to each one of us. And I like the example that you gave that the second face there was that of a child because if we have a childlike faith and come to him he accepts us just as we are because he it is him and him alone and the power of his word his mercy and his grace that brings us to maturity and we can only do it through him 
So, Bob, you've had a chance to sit here with this amazing group that we have. <laughs> Lord has blessed I'm us. I'm still in awe. Uh, it, it's just amazing the people that are here and uh, the speakers that are here and uh, the amazing job they've done here to uh, to bring a real serious, super strong message to this community. Yeah, and, and, the, and the message is for men, you can tell it just kind of resounds to stop the passivity, passivity right? When he said that, it, it just reminded me so much of my life. I've been passive at times that I should have stood up and I should have been firm and I should have took a stance and, and I was passive and, and well, that'll be okay. <laughs> that, those words are, have harmed my life so many times. Well, that'll be okay. I don't need to really make a stink. You know, sometimes we need to stand up and make a stand and, um, you know, just really, really, you know, make our mark and and uh, there's a lot of times I came up short on that. You're talking about God wrapping his arms around you. I, there's never been a time that God was more present around me, holding me up than when our place was on fire. Years ago, my business burned to the ground. And you're talking about the cloud. It wasn't a cloud, you know. I could see clearly through everything. But uh, I was held up and given strength and... Uh, was led to respond in the ways I did that that positively affected a whole lot of people. Right, right. You think about that seventh cloud, you know, and I'm not saying that actually was, it's just with the juice teeth, but that seventh cloud is giving you a sense of direction. You know, clouds surrounding you, but then you've got this sense of direction that you really don't know where that came from, did you? Well, I had to look back and, you know, understand things were happening so fast. But for months and months, maybe even years, people would comment on the things I said on the news that night after we had burned and, and you know, just how positive I was. And, and in adverse situations, I'm not always the super calm, positive guy. But that day, God had me and uh, had those arms wrapped around me and carried me through it and, and gave me a positive message that I think probably brought a little glory to him. Okay, I got one more wonder for you to think about as we are wondering today on the Christian Car Guy Show, right? You know that you have a hole in your heart that's God-sized. I, I bet you know that. And mm-hmm. it's an exact fit, too. Nothing right. else works. But did you know that perhaps God has a hole in his heart that's Bob-sized? Ooh. And he's got one that's Bo-sized, and he's got one that's Rachel-sized. And he's certainly got one that's Robbie-sized, I hope. <laughs> I have never thought of it like that, Rob. And so when I'm sitting there looking at my brother or my neighbor, right, that if I can help them by praying for them, lifting them up, supporting them like events like this, that I'm literally, sincerely trying to get them reconnected with God in any way, shape, or form, that God will have a chance to get that whole field and that person will get a chance to get his whole field and, and covered again in that cloud to experience the things you've experienced when they go into the ditch that I've experienced. When you've had the worst thing happen in your life that you could ever dream of, he is going to be there surrounding you by the cloud, sending out directions to you that you never would have seen in a million years. What a joy to be able to share that into somebody's life with your prayers and your support because my son has a God-sized hole, but God has a God-sized hole for his, and, and you know, Rob's up there enjoying his time. Amen. In, in, in 
Amen. It's just, you know, that was another time that God just led me and 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 drug me, drug me through it, pushed me through it, kept me moving forward, and uh, gave me strength that I usually can't come up with. So, Bo, did you have a closing thought for us as, as we get to the end of this? I know we got a lot more Men's Summit coming up. Right. Just as you said that, you know, it's amazing that we have such a simple story to say to share with other people and that is that God pursues us and all we have to do is stop and listen to him and he'll open up his arms and he'll bring us in he'll love us and care for us and he'll meet every need that we have but we we have a thing called ego and pride that tries to get in the way and if we can push those to the side and say Lord meet every need that I have because I know that you're willing and able 